oh, you know, activity is good. Conversions are improving. Okay, great. What, what are the move-ins? What's the occupancy looking like, right? We need to know and focus on the outcome, right? So the activity and skill needed to yield the outcome. Welcome to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network. This series is sponsored by Peak Senior Living by Functional Pathways. Each week, you'll hear from a thought leader discussing topics that are relevant and impactful to the senior living industry. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy, BTG ambassador and author of Solving the Occupancy Puzzle, a senior living sales playbook. I'm glad to be back with you for part three of Solving the Occupancy Puzzle. In this series, we look at how to solve the occupancy puzzle, what factors are causing the problem, and how to solve it. During each episode, we look at a piece of the occupancy puzzle, what determines the outcome, what action to take first, how to coach, and measure results. In the last episode, I reviewed the second step, not enough sales. I used the metaphor of choreography to compare putting together a musical to this senior living sales process. I see it very much the same. Senior living sales and putting together a musical. You have to have the right actors and dancers, the right talent, a great choreographer to create the dance movements to fit the score. You need a great teacher to teach the movements, a great coach to roll them out section by section, practicing, tweaking, providing input and feedback, strategize, change what's not working, continue to do what's working, continue to rehearse, communicate, put costumes on, prepare for the show, do a lot of dress rehearsals, and you've got a great tour and move-in or a great musical performance. If you haven't listened to part two from last month, listening to it now will help make it a lot more sense. In this episode, Senior Living Sales is all about Friday Night Lights. Hmm, let's get started. This week's puzzle, Goal Posts. Keep in mind, leading measures are what is done to get a result. So the actions, the left side of an equal sign in math. The lagging measure is the result or the right side of the equation. So leading measures and lagging measures. Leading measures combined two things, action and skill. What is done and how well it's done. At the time of this recording, it's mid-August. I live in Middle Tennessee, and that can mean only one thing, high school football season. I grew up in the Midwest with two older brothers and a dad hyper-focused on sports. My brother Paul is an assistant athletic director of sports information for a Midwest university. I attended a Big Ten university, one of the biggest football programs in the country. I went to one game and sold my tickets for the rest of the years I attended school. We have one daughter 
one child, a daughter who spent her entire childhood inside a theater and has zero interest in sports of any kind. So it wasn't until I binged Friday Night Lights that I begun to have even the slightest idea of how football is played. Seriously. And yet, Friday night, during late summer and fall, my husband Jim and I are in the stands cheering on the local high school team. Even though we know no one on the team, we love to go. The crowd, the small town camaraderie, the concession stand, the marching band, the fans, and cheering on our underdog team, who, by the way, went to and won the state championship two years ago. By now, I've realized the rules of football, you know, how to score, penalties, downs, uh, three-point conversions, false starts. It's all fairly simple. I mean, I'm sure there are rules I don't understand that make complete sense to the more informed, but basically I can follow along. Once you've got the rules down, it's the skill of the individual players and the team as a whole which is going to win games and seasons. A team needs an interested owner, an excellent coach, coaching team, strong captains, a playbook, a skilled quarterback leading the plays, and then the players who know the playbook and how their position and their play make a part in the overall success of the game. So I'm sure football players learn the rules at an early age. I mean, can you imagine a team that didn't understand the rules? They get on the field and they don't really know how the game works. Even the most highly skilled players need a playbook. And conversely, even without the best playbook, players without skill and practice will not have a winning season. So let's bring this all back to senior living sales. And let's start with the playbook, the rules. The executive director in this scenario is the head coach. The sales director, we'll say, is the quarterback. And I'll be honest, from there I'm a little bit lost in the analogy of the leaders in the community to the players. But the rest of the community team are those key players on the field as well as on the bench. In football, there are touchdowns that happen quickly and they're super fun to watch. The quarterback throws a long pass, the receiver runs across the field unchallenged and woo woo, touchdown, the music plays. They do their fun dance. Or the, the, on, the, on the receiver, on a return, the receiver you know, runs down the field 70 yards. The defense is unable to catch him. It's super exciting. And a novice like me asks, well, why can't they just do this over and over again? Right? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Most touchdowns take a lot of effort. Many downs. That's when I was young and I didn't quite get it. I'm like, all they're doing is and a crashing in, in to inside, you know, kind of crashing into one another and not going very far. How exciting could that be? You know, each possession does not result in a score, right? There's turnovers and interceptions. If you don't 
make your certain yardage and a certain number of downs, you've lost your chance to try for a touchdown, right? So imagine a football team saying, uh, we only want to score the easy plays. We don't want to do these downs. We don't want to do all that effort. We don't just, we just want the easy ones. Well, no one would watch the game, right? Because most of the touchdowns happen when it takes more effort, right? As if fewer happen on those, the, the Hail Mary passes or the kickoff boom runs 70 yards down the field. Well, again, it's the same in senior living sales. We have the quick move-ins, right? Inquiry to our deposit, the need's high typically, or our customers are coming to us thoroughly researched. They really give us a check instead of moving date on that first two, or we love these and we always want more of them. But most move-ins are the kind that require many downs, right? More effort, a lot of follow-up, a lot of planning and prep and time out. Let's go out, let's go back to the sides and strategize. And what are we going to do for our next play, right? So this is the activity, right? This is the activity of the game. This is the activity of senior living sales. So let's take a look today at setting benchmarks for your playbook and coaching to meeting and exceeding those that are set, okay? First, you wanna set the activity benchmarks. And remember, results are a combination of activity plus skill. So the better your conversions, the better the result, and the lower the overall activity is going to be needed, generally speaking, okay? But we start with the activity. So for example, let's look at a goal of six move-ins, okay? Start with tour to sale or deposit to move-in, okay? If you need six move-ins and you convert tour to move-in at 20%, that's one out of five. So for every five tours, you get a sale and a move-in. Those are unique Tours, meaning it's not one person touring twice. It would be six opportunities, okay? Or excuse me, five opportunities to get one sale, right? And you need to do that 30 tours, right, to get six because that'd be one out of five. So again, at 20%, you would need 30 unique tours to close six move-ins, okay? To get 30 tours, if you're converting half of your conversations to tour, you'll need 60 conversations. Those are either initial conversations or follow-up conversations, right? Because these could be initial tours, they could be retours. So in order to have 60 quality conversations, okay, on average, the attempt to connection ratio is about one out of three. So in order to connect with 60 and really have good conversations, you'll need to pick up the phone 180 times, 
and we'll say this is in a month, 180 times. So picking up the phone 180 times, you'll have 60 quality conversations. You'll convert those 60 quality conversations to 30 tours face-to-face, and you'll convert 20% those 30 tours to six move-ins. Does that make sense? Let's look at the same scenario with a 33% conversion of tour to move-in, which is one of three instead of one of five, okay? To get those same six move-ins, you'll need 21 tours, you'll need 42 conversations to get the 21 tours, so you'll need to pick up the phone 126 times. Does that sound more manageable? You'll need to know your conversion ratio to accurately set activity benchmarks, okay? Don't set activity benchmarks to the ratios you want. Set them now at the ratios that are current because you're going to continue to work unless you are surpassing conversion benchmarks. And if you are, that's awesome, right? But if you're not too conversion benchmark, you need to look what is your team doing now and set activity to that conversion. I'm mentioning tours, okay? Tours can be combined with home visits as an activity, especially if your tour number is low. So if tour activity is lower than benchmark, Or if you're thinking, I don't know if I've had a month where I've ever had 30 tours, for example, consider bumping up home visit activity. So home visits, the first rule of thumb is to add home visits to that tour number if tour activity is lower than benchmark. And B, if conversion ratio is lower than minimum, add home visits. Note, home visits are proven, they're a proven activity, okay, to increasing tour to sale, all right? So home visit to sale to move-in ratio. So if you're not doing home visits, now is the time to consider adding home visits to the activity benchmark. Another metric to track is the deposit cancellation rate as well as time between deposit and move-in. So you'll wanna set a standard for both. Note, recommendation here is that the deposit cancellation is 10% or lower. If your deposit cancellation is 30, 40, 50%, we may be closing too quickly, not following up with secured next steps or the time between deposit and move-in is too long. And we'll talk about that in later episodes. So time check and move-in. So check, I should say, check the time between check and move-in. Okay, two weeks for, at the max, for higher acuity, two weeks to a month for independent living and for CCRC, entry fee 30 to 90 days on the outside rule of thumb 
for pre-lease communities that are not yet open, you want to set the metric of how many gross deposits, how many net deposits, because there will be cancellations. And then the time, what is your time frame to have all initial depositors moved in or paying, right, on occupancy if they're not physically in the building. Note, track this occupancy, okay, paying for the room, paying for the apartment, and physically being in the building. So in sales, quote-unquote, on census, or a move-in, in the world of sales means a resident is paying for the apartment, whether they're physically there or not. Let's move to outreach. Again, this is activity and skill. Got to do outreach. So first, set and track the activity. How many appointments? How many face-to-face? This is a start. How many conversations are needed to yield your desired result? So let's go back to the football analogy. What if the coach said, just get out there and play. Don't worry. Don't keep score. Don't, don't, don't think about the touchdown. Just keep passing. Keep running. And, and, and let's just, just go out there. Let's just toss the ball around and, and let's run around. I mean, how satisfying of a game is that for the players to play? What about the fans? Are they going to go see a game like that? What about the owners? Can you imagine the owner report? Oh, well, the team's passing great. The running time is up and defense is awesome. Right? Well, because that's all great. You know, are they winning games? What's their record? Right? Yet, we, and I can say I've caught myself doing very much the same. Oh, you know, activity is good. Conversions are improving. Okay, great. What, what are the move-ins? What's the occupancy looking like, right? We need to know and focus on the outcome, right? So the activity and skill needed to yield the outcome. And always looking at both, the combination of both, and the strategy behind each. So for outreach, what is the current rate or ratio, okay, of referred prospects? So referred prospects specifically coming from a medical, non-medical, or an influencer in the community or one of your community resources. How, How many? What's the current conversion ratio of those leads coming in? So for example, how many are needed for one move in a month? Start here. And how many appointments then are needed per referral? So for example, if your referred lead to move in is three to one, you need three referrals for every move in. I'm talking about non-paid, you know, professional or influencer referrals. Three to one, let's say. So how many appointments is it going to take to get those three referrals? You need to know this. 
And if you don't know, start somewhere. Okay, if you know, then is increasing activity reasonable? If it is, how many appointments are going to be needed to double that referral number to six or get it to four, to five, to six? Okay, if increasing the activity is not possible, it's time for strategy, skill building, or adjusting your circle of influence or both. If you're only getting out and doing maybe five appointments a week, and you're getting three referrals, that's awesome. That is a very high rate of appointment or face-to-face to referral received. Bump the activity up. If it's 20 appointments a week or 15, 20, and you're getting one referral a month, it's time to look back on who you're seeing, where you're going, and what, what are the conversations like, right? So that would be the skill set piece of this. Once you have a handle on your outreach, on the activity needed, you'll want to look at overall lead to move-in conversions, okay? So you're going to determine the total number of leads needed and as importantly or more, which lead source, which lever to pull, right, needs more attention, right? Perhaps you want to turn to your digital strategy if that conversion's not correct. Look at your messaging, your differentiation, your signage, your outreach, your resident friend family referral program, your events. Okay, where are your leads coming from? How many overall leads do you need to get the number of move-ins? And it's not just overall number, it's what type of leads, like what bucket or category lead source analysis, right? Because you could have loads and loads and loads of unqualified leads coming in, and that's not going to help you with your move-in ratio. So finally, let's move over to events. I just completed a webinar on planning a robust event calendar. It'll be available online soon if you didn't have a chance to register. We talked about establishing a regular events schedule with purpose. So again, having events or happenings on a routine basis, planning, hosting those events, evaluating results, right? So doing them, planning them, doing them, and evaluating their results. So quantity and quality also is in effect here with your events. A rule of thumb to just get started or back started post-COVID Do one a month for prospects, one for referral sources, and go from there. If you're already doing that, bump it up to two for prospects and one for referrers, or vice versa, depending on where your pipeline needs most support. But you need to track and measure to accurately determine this activity level. So activity of this Equation, the activity, the equation of activity and skill is simplest to track. Okay, you're either on track, you're at benchmark or above, or you're off track. So you be in your CRM daily. This is for all leaders, certainly your sales directors or directors of sales and marketing. You're in there, your sales counselors, you're adding the 
you're adding your tasks, you're doing your strategy, you're planning, you're logging everything so that you can have accurate data. You want to make sure your overdue tasks don't become overwhelming. So the ED, you're also in your CRM daily. You're adding your own tasks and your follow-up, but you're looking. Are we on track or off track for current activity? Is current activity up to date? Don't ask about tours. I mean, I'm sure they're discussed, right, in depth during your stand-up and you know customers are coming into your community. But look in the CRM. Is the data there? Are the specifics noted? You know, is there robust notes around who our prospects are and where are they in their journey? Don't let it go on too long. If you get really past overdue on task, it's overwhelming and become very frustrating. So once the benchmarks and expectations are set and followed, it's time to focus on skill set, how the game is played, the players on the field, how well it's coached, and how well the playbook is followed. And we'll cover more of this in the next couple of episodes. So in the meantime, I highly recommend a binge watch or a rewatch of my favorite show of all time for inspiration. As Coach Taylor would say, clear minds, strong hearts, can't lose. This is Julie Podowitz, Bridge the Gap, Ambassador, CEO, and Founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Thank you very much for checking in again this week. Look forward to next month. Please check out Contributor Wednesday. My colleagues have fantastic content to share in this amazing industry. You can find me at Bridge the Gap Podcast as well as growyouroccupancy.com. Thanks for listening to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network, sponsored by Peak Senior Living by Functional Pathways. For a full library of episodes, visit btgvoice.com.